Uh, we'd like to begin our reading this morning, Revelation chapter 12, verse 9. We'd like to talk about Satan this morning. Someone says, oh, Satan. says, I've heard of him. Says he says, he's a bad character, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he is. He's a bad character, all right, that's for sure. In Revelation chapter 12, Verse 10, And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of His Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which uh, did accuse him before our God day and night. Verse 9, And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. So here we find Satan and devil all used interchangeably here. It's a, it's, it's a title of the very same character, very same entity. Ephesians 2 and verse 2 referring to Satan as the spirit, uh, the prince of the power of the air, uh, says that he is a spirit. Usually we think about something being a spirit as being good, but not necessarily. He's a very evil spirit. A fellow told me one time he didn't believe in spirit at all, and, and he said the word translated spirit in the Bible really means air, and that's all that means, and he didn't believe in the Holy Spirit at all. I said, what about an evil spirit? Is that a bad breath? Is that what an evil spirit is? He kind of stumbled around a little bit, didn't know exactly what to say about that. But there are spiritual beings, and there is a spirit that dwells within the Christian, as Acts 2.38 points out. But Satan also is a spirit, and he certainly is a bad, bad spirit as far as that's concerned. That old serpent called the devil and Satan, he's a dragon. He's presented in the book of Revelation as a dragon, and he's presented in the Garden of Eden as a serpent. And he's something that, that is just as real as you're sitting here today. Uh, there certainly is a Satan. The word Satan means accuser, slanderer, maligner. That's basically what Satan is. He's, he's an accuser. In the book of Job, we find him accusing Job before God. The Bible says the sons of God uh, appeared before, before God, and with them came Satan. And God says, Have you observed my servant Job, how righteous he is? And, uh, of course, uh, Job, uh, Satan had already said, I'm, I've been walking to and fro through the earth. And uh, walking to and fro through the earth, God said, Have you noticed in my servant Job how righteous he is? You know, the devil will accuse you and I of anything wrong we've done, but he'll take good things we've done and turn in him to an accusation if he can. Because he wants to do whatever he can to accuse and to slander you. And so it was with Job. He turned, Job was a very righteous man. And Job had followed God and obeyed God, and Satan turned that into accusation. He said, oh, but you protected him. Says he's got wealth. He's got children. Everything's going good in his life. That's the reason he's that way. He's not really that good. Now, if a Satan could accuse Job, he can accuse you and I. He certainly is an accuser. The word devil means adversary or opponent. Someone that's against you, that's 
fighting against you, that's working against you. And that's exactly old Satan. That's the way he is. Well, what is Satan? Let's turn to uh, Matthew chapter uh, 4. I want to read a little bit here. Beginning verse 1, Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, he afterward wasn't hungered. Now Jesus has just been baptized, and the chapter before tells about that. And so he was led up into this mountain to be tempted of the devil, for the devil is a tempter. Verse 3, And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. Jesus had been up on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights with, with no bread, nothing to eat. And so here Satan is tempting him to use his miraculous powers for his own personal benefit. He said, command these stones to be made bread. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh him up into a holy city, said to him on a pinnacle of the temple. I guess that would be in Jerusalem. And saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down. For it's written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and their hands they shall and, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time you dash your foot against a stone. Hey, listen, Satan knows the Bible. He can quote the Bible. Here he does, he quotes an old testament passage, a prophecy about the coming of Jesus Christ, about the Messiah when he comes, that his even He'll be protected, and even his feet won't suffer bruises against stones. So now Satan says, you cast yourself down all off this temple, because you won't get hurt at all. Uh, Jesus said to him, it is written again, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain, and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world, and the glory of them. And he said unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then said Jesus unto him, Get, uh, get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Luke's account of this in Luke chapter 4 says that Jesus told Satan, Get thee behind me, Satan. And then the devil left him. Again, the word Satan and devil used interchangeably. So the devil is certainly against us. He's against Jesus Christ. And he tried his best to stop Jesus as he first began his ministry. But of course, he was not, he was not able to do that. Satan, as we pointed out in this verse, is a tempter. He came to tempt Jesus. And he tempts you and I. The Bible says, Blessed is a man that endureth temptation, for when he's tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to them that love him. This is in James chapter 1, starting by about verse 12. Then he says, let, let no man say when he's tempted, I'm tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he's drawn away, drawn away of his own lust and enticed. And lust, when it's conceived, brings forth sin. Sin, when it's finished, bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. So that's the way temptation works. We have certain lusts, certain desires that we want, and Satan will use that. He presents enticements before us. And that's what he talks about that happens. God does not tempt man. But there are enticements in this world, and Satan presents those enticements before us, especially in those areas where we might have some weakness. 
Do you have any shortcomings? Have you ever done anything wrong? Satan's going to accuse you of that. That's for sure. Anytime you and I do anything wrong, Satan will bring that up to God and, and accuse you and I of those things. And he's a, he's a tempter. He will use whatever area you have weakness in your life, in your, in your behavior, in your speech or whatever, He will use that against you to hurt you or anyone you have relations with in any way, shape, form, or fashion that He can. That's the way the devil does. He uses our shortcomings, He uses our sins to present problems to other people. So it is, we don't live in an island by ourselves, do we? We're, we're compassed about with a lot of people. Cheryl and I, we got married, just the two of us. Now we've got 13 grandkids. We've got nine great-grandkids with two more on the way. We've got a world of our own as far as that's concerned, and the church is people all around us. There's nothing I could do that would be wrong, but what it would affect a lot of other people. And that's the way old Satan works. He'll use whatever shortcoming you've got. Maybe he won't get you destroyed, but he'll use it to cause whatever harm and damage he can to you and to anyone that's around you. You know, we had seen a lot of peace in, in the church for a, over a long period of time and all, and then we got word about the church that was splitting. It had problems. And, and Cheryl, that's my wife, said, well, we've had about 40 years of peace. Satan's not going to let us alone entirely, will he? Not forever. He's at work again. And so it is with Satan. So, you know, if you've got any shortcomings, old Satan's going to use that. But that's not only true that way. What's really true is he's already used your shortcomings and mine to cause problems to other people. The devil, he just like he just stirs everything up in a bad way if he can to gain whatever advantage he can. He's a tempter. He tempted Jesus. Jesus, the Bible says, was tempted in all points like as are we, yet without sin in Hebrews chapter 4. And 1 Corinthians 7 and verse 5 says, Satan will tempt you for your incontinency. Uh, the word incontinency does not mean not continuing. It means... Uh, moral wrong, moral evil, moral ambitions or moral desires and things of that nature. And here in 1 Corinthians 7, he's talking about a husband and wife and their relationship to one another and says not to refuse one another lest you be tempted for your incontinency in that situation. So the devil is a tempter. If we describe him, he's a spirit, but he's a tempter, isn't he? Not only is he a tempter, he's a liar. In a uh, Matthew, let's see, John chapter 8 and verse 44. Here Jesus talking to these people, says, Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer and uh, from the beginning. He abode not in truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it just no truth in Satan at all. He's a liar. Look in the Garden of Eden. God had told Adam and Eve they could eat of every tree in the garden there. We find this in Genesis chapter 2 and chapter 3. But he says, there's one tree I don't want you to eat of, and it's in the midst of the garden. That's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Well, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 3 that Satan came along in the form of a serpent there, 
And he asked Eve, says, can you eat of all the trees of the garden? She says, yes, except for one in the middle of the garden. God said, we should not eat of it. Uh, neither shall we touch it, lest we die. Satan says, oh, you won't die. God knows that if you eat of that true, fruit of that tree, it'll make you like him. It'll make you as gods, so that you can know good from evil and all this kind of stuff. Well, he's lying to her. You shall not die. Someone said, what did, did she, she and Adam die at that time? I thought Adam lived 950 years. He did. Someone said, well, how did he die? How did they die? He says, the day you eat thereof, you shall surely die. Well, in two senses. One, the word death means separation. They were separated from God the minute that they ate of that tree and disobeyed God. But also, in a physical sense, the death process began. I know in the middle line reference of, of my, oh, the first Bible I ever used, in there in Genesis chapter 3 about death, it says, in dying you shall die. Death is a process. And the death process started the minute that Adam and Eve ate of that fruit that they weren't, weren't supposed to eat of. And uh, eventually brought about to its final conclusion. The final conclusion was <clears throat> final conclusion was physical death also. So Satan just lied to Eve. He just lied to her. He said, you, you shall not die. Part of what he said was true. Part of it, he said, you eat of this tree and your eyes will be open. You'll know good from evil. And Adam and Eve uh, uh, obtained a, a sense of, a moral sense of right or wrong that they hadn't had before. Beforehand, they knew what God had said was wrong was wrong and that they shouldn't do. But a natural moral sense of right or wrong at that time came, came to mankind. <clears throat> so the devil is a liar. <clears throat> Did you ever think about this? And we read Matthew chapter 4 where the devil showed Jesus all the kingdoms of the earth. He says, all these things have been given unto me to give to whomsoever I will. If you'll fall down and worship me, I'll give you all of these kingdoms of the world. I wonder, do you think he was lying when he said that? He's a liar. The Bible says there's no truth in him. That's something to think about. You know, the devil is a liar and he'll, uh, he'll, just, he'll just do anything he can to bother you. Mike, do we have that deal up on the board of Satan? There we go. There we go. What do you think about that guy? This is some guy's imagination of what Satan looked like. He's not only a tempter and a liar, he's also a deceiver. And being a, a deceit is, is similar to a lie also. Uh, the Bible, actually, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 14, referring back to the Garden of Eden, says that Eve was deceived. Now, to be deceived is to think something is right when really it's wrong. To think something is one way when it's really another way. And that's, that's what deceit is. He deceived Eve into thinking that it's all right to eat of that fruit. Uh... And I think probably he deceived Judas. You know, Judas Iscariot was one of the twelve apostles, and he was the one that betrayed Jesus. He took a bribe, 30 pieces of silver from the Jewish leaders, the elders and scribes and Pharisees of the Jews. He took 30 pieces of silver, that's money, to betray Jesus. And then he went and planted a kiss on, on Jesus' brow, and he told these soldiers, now the one that I plant the kiss on, 
kiss on, why, he's the one that you're looking for. And he did that, and the soldiers took Jesus and took him in. And then the Bible says in Matthew 27, verse 30, uh, 3 and 4, that when Judas saw that he was condemned, he tried to undo what he'd done. Now, what's that phrase mean when, when Judas uh, saw that he was condemned? This means that he didn't think Jesus would be condemned over what he was doing. Now, the Bible says that Judas was a thief. He kept the treasury bag that, they, that Jesus and the apostles had because he was a thief. He evidently was embezzling money out, out of the, uh, what little money that they had in that bag. He was a thief. He saw an opportunity to make some money. He did not think Jesus would be condemned. Well, why would he, th why would he not think that? Well, he'd seen Jesus raise dead Lazarus. He'd seen Jesus walk on the face of the waters. Two or three times he'd seen when the crowd tried to take Jesus, he just slipped out through their midst. He evidently didn't think that Jesus would be condemned at all. How come? He was deceived. He was deceived. Old Saint was busy and did his work and uh, they brought about the crucifixion of Jesus Christ upon the cross. A terrible death and all that he endured. So, Satan not only is a tempter, a liar, a, a deceiver, but he's also, as we said, a false accuser. We've already noticed how he accused Job. The Bible says he's the accuser of our brethren. Revelation 12 and verse 10, which we read. Uh, so, <clears throat> we really, really need to be careful about the things we do and the influences that affect us. And you and I have got control of that, and we need to take control of that. The Bible here says, uh, beware of alcohol, wine. It says, because wine is a, is, is a mocker, a strong drink. Yeah. And uh, says, do not be those that are deceived thereby are, are not wise. Satan, as he appear, uh, Satan is opposed to God and he's opposed to us. Now, in Zechariah chapter 3 and verse 1, the Bible here says it, that, uh, uh, that God, uh, that, uh, that Satan stood to resist Joshua, and the next verse says that, that God rebuked him. Now, what this situation was, this was a time when the Jews had been in Babylon captivity for 40 years, and they now had returned back to their home country, to the land of Palestine, and they... Uh, they were busy rebuilding the wall at times. They were busy rebuilding the temple at times. And Satan stood against Joshua. This Joshua was not the Joshua that survived uh, Moses' death and led the Israelites. This Joshua came many, many, many years later. He was a high priest at the time that they returned from Babylonian captivity. And Satan stood, uh, stood to, uh, against him, tried to stop him and... Uh, and re, uh, finishing the temple and finishing setting up the, the temple worship and all. <clears throat> so he certainly is an opposer, isn't he? Uh, Luke 22 and verse 31 is an interesting passage. Here Jesus had told the apostles he was going to go to Jerusalem. There he'd be put to death. And Peter said, Far be it, Lord, that this should ever happen to you. He says, It will not happen to you. He even said, I'll fight for you and I'll die for you. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Get behind me, Satan. He said, you save us not or you don't desire the things of God. It was God's plan that Jesus would die. You know, in, uh, in let's see, in Luke chapter 22 and verse 3, the Bible says Jesus told 
Peter says, Satan has desired to have you, that he might sift you as wheat. Now, one way he might have desired to have Peter, he might have, he might have thought he could use Peter to betray Christ, to have Christ crucified, you know. I don't know, but he desired to have Peter, and the Lord said, I prayed for you, and when you are strengthened, con convert, uh, when you are converted, strengthen your brethren. Uh, the devil is a spiritual creature, and as being a spiritual creature, he's got abilities and all that you and I as fleshly human beings don't have. But evidently he's not smart, real smart like God. Now he's no dummy, that's for sure. But you know, Satan seemed to really feel like if he got Jesus killed, crucified on that cross, he'd win the battle. That's when he lost it. <laughs> that's when he lost the battle. You know, Satan evidently rebelled against God, and we'll get into some of that this afternoon in our, in our service when we go into this subject a little deeper. You know, but uh, Satan, if he was really smart, he would never rebel against God to start with because he'd known it was a losing cause. You know, the devil doesn't know everything. Now, he's certainly smart intelligence, you know, but the devil doesn't know everything. But he knows you, and he knows what you do, and he knows me, and he knows what I do. And like I said, he'll use everything that we've done against us if he possibly can. I'd like to turn to Ephesians chapter 6. And it was already pointed out that the word, uh, 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 the word devil means adversary or someone that's against you. You know, we're in a battle. We're in a spiritual battle. I'm leafing over to Ephesians chapter 6, if you'd like to turn over with me and read. Beginning with verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The wiles of the devil talks about his wicked ways and his deceitful ways and all. It says, put on the whole armor of God that you may stand against the wiles of the devil. You're putting this armor on, you're going out to fight a battle. Who are you fighting the battle with? Oh, Satan, that's who you're fighting the battle with. It says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye be, will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Who are we fighting against? Again, we're fighting against Satan. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. So here you and I are in a battle, and the Bible encourages us to take up our armor. Now, we, we're not going to be wearing physical armor, not as a physical helmet and physical protection, you know, and breastplates and, and armor and all. But this is, a, this is spiritual armor that he talks about. He talks about our faith. He talks about the gospel we have. He talks about a number of different characteristics that a soldier would have. And he says, we're going out to fight against the wiles of the devil. We're going out to quench the fiery darts of, of the devil and all that they throw at us. So Satan is what? Well, 
<coughs> Satan is a, is a liar. He's a tempter. He's a deceiver. He's a false accuser. And uh, he's opposed to God and opposed to us in every possible way that he can. And we want to close with this thought. Satan appears in different manners, doesn't he? In the Bible, he appears as a serpent in the Garden of Eden in Genesis 3, verses 1 through 4. He also appears as a roaring lion in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Be sober, be vigilant. Your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. He appears as a dragon in the book of, uh, book of Revelation. And the, word, uh, the dragon there is a, uh, is a, monster, a terrible, ferocious sea serpent is what it is. And then he appears, last of all, as, what do you think about him? What do you think about that character up there? You know, if this character would come up to you, what would you do? What would you do if, if really, if, if he came in person? Now, he's, he doesn't come in person to us, but if he did that, what would you do? Something like that come at you. There's some guy's uh, imagination in drawing else what he thinks Satan really looks like, you know. I'd get myself out of there if he came around where I was. Uh, stories told about Satan coming into church here and saw all, and everybody scattered out of the church except the lady on the front and she didn't see he was there and he sat up down beside her. She looked over and says, My eyes always for you anyway, <laughs> you know. Because <laughs> scared to death, you know. Uh, I've had some bad dreams in my life, but I never dreamed about something like that coming after me. Have you? In true person. Well, I'd like I'd like to turn to Second Corinthians chapter eleven. Begin reading with about verse uh, thirteen. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore it's no great thing if his, uh, if his ministers also be transformed as ministers of righteousness, whose ends shall be according to their works. That's more like what he would look like if he appeared to you. Oh, yeah. Nobody's going to follow the devil. No, I'm just talking about that woman. That's a funny story somebody heard, told, and I heard one time. Satan's not going to appear like we saw that, that red picture that we had up while ago. This is the way he would appear. And that's the way he does appear in, in the things that he affects you and I with. This is good. That's good. It's not bad. Well... If it is bad, and the Bible talks about being bad, it's bad. It doesn't make any difference how he appears. You know, the devil is doing everything he can to win you away from God so that you'll be lost and cast into a lake of fire just like he is. He wants to do that. And he knows, like I said, he's not ultimately, he's not exceedingly smart, but he does know that if he appeared like what you saw on that board up there, you wouldn't have anything to do with him. But if he appears this way as an angel of light, he appears to be bringing truth to you, you know, bring, appearing to bring good things to you when really he's not. That's the way Satan works. He's very, very deceitful. 
Well, that's all we have to say about the subject this morning, but this evening we'll, we'll get further into detail about it. The word Satan is used a number of times in the Bible. I don't know how many times, but I wrote, I wrote them all out, typed them all out on my computer. A lot of verses there, and you can do the same thing I did. Find out all you can possibly find out about Satan. We need to be aware of him. I can't imagine there are some people that actually worship Satan. You know, that's... That's certainly strange to me. If a person believes in saying, why in the world would you worship him? Hmm. You know, if you're here this morning, you're not a child or God, you're not a Christian, you're already in the snare of the devil. You need to relieve yourself from the snare of the devil. The devil's already got a hold of you. So you need to, you need to become a child of God, a Christian. The Bible says that Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. That's what he came for. He came to deliver you and I from, from the fear of Satan and the fear of death that, that is in the power of Satan. He came to do that. That's the reason Jesus, Satan wanted him crucified. He wanted him crucified to get him out of the way. Like I said, Satan didn't know what he was doing. He was losing the battle when he thought he was winning it. What about you? Are you losing your spiritual battle? If you're not a child of God, not a Christian, then the sins you've got will all be up... But, all up before God. God can see them. He knows all about them. Satan's going to accuse you. You did this. You did that. And you did, you know. So we'd like to encourage you this morning, if, if you're not a child of God, I'd like to encourage you to respond to the invitation to be baptized into Christ, obeying the gospel, you know, be baptized into Christ for the remission of your sins. Become a child of God. And then you'll have Jesus and God on your side fighting against Satan. Also, if you're here this morning, you desire the prayers of the church, we'd invite you to come too. If you're here this morning, subject to the invitation, will you come while we stand and sing? <laughs>